This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, I'm going to tell you all about something that I hadn't done in five months. Were you amazed, Steve? I was amazed until you finally turned the shower on. (laughs) (laughs) And then Steve's animal stories and the show he watches all about them. On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Dave. All right, Dave. This week's guest is an international superstar. Uh, you're going to know this voice. Please welcome to the show an 11-year-old boy from Retroville, Texas, Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. Uh, you know, our kids are beyond excited about this appearance, Jimmy. Are they really? Well, I just left the candy bar, and Carl and Sheen, they kind of wanted to come, and I said, no, it's my deal today. So I said, got a blast. And here I am. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, oh, please don't uh, use any of your wacky inventions and, and, and blow off this show. Yeah, actually, can I get can I get my hair back? Do you, do you have a do you have a male pattern baldness reversing invention by any chance that you could blast me with right now? I will work on that one because my dad is interested in exactly the same product. <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously, Jimmy Neutron is a fictional character, but what? De- Debbie Derryberry is the woman behind the curtain, and we're about to get into the impressive list of the voices that you have done, but how did you get into this, Debbie? And thank you so much for for doing our show. Gosh, you guys are so welcome. Um, how in the heck did I get into this? I didn't even know it was a thing, you guys. I always was an actor and singer and, you know, grew up just playing guitar for fun and singing for fun. And um, I was a pre-med at UCLA. And I thought I just had acting on the side for fun. But I thought, I'm moving to Nashville, not medical school. So I moved to Nashville to be a country singer. Nobody hired me to sing like a country grown-up. They hired me to sing like a baby. So I I was a session singer for kids' voices and just did kid voices in Nashville for a few years and then moved back to L.A. where I signed with somebody told me about cartoon voices. And I was like, what? Isn't Fred Flintstone just Fred Flintstone? <laughs> I had no idea it was a thing. But um, I guess with my singing and acting background and a voice agent signed me uh, like 30 years ago. And I've been working ever since. Oh, that's well, funny. you have an incredible voice. I mean, it's like a an elastic voice you can you can do all sorts of different uh voices you know i have three boys debbie and uh, i had them come into my office last night and look over your list of credits and they were like i know that one i know that one i know that one they you know at least a dozen of them but for me the one that really jumped out was toy story you're the uh the aliens in toy story and i have seen that movie a hundred times as I mentioned i've young boy so i i probably could tell you every single frame of that movie because they just watched it over and over and over again 
Um, well, they, you know, I wasn't hired as uh, an alien. I was hired as the group that does the after voices, you know, like the extras of, of, a, of a movie, except oh. for you go in and you, you do the group voices. And during those sessions, sometimes a voice pops out that they'll remember. And when we did the aliens, you know, they weren't even celebrities back then. It right. was Buzz Lightyear and Woody. And um, everybody kind of liked the aliens. But it was probably like five or ten minutes that we were in front of the big screen looping that going, pick me, pick me. <laughs> the claw, the claw. But those things <laughs> stuck out. So, you know, they just became really kind of popular. But who knew? Like Jimmy Neutron started out as a little interstitial. We didn't know oh, it was yeah. going to be a feature and then a series. So and a video game surprise. <laughs> yeah. All that and all the product and merchandising and you just never know. And then oddly, well, not oddly, but a funny story is that, uh, well, two things in the movie. I'm also the voice of the pizza planet, uh, like over the intercom. intercom, right? The intercom. Yeah. 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 yeah the, uh, welcome to pizza planet. Mm. And, um, I guess about two years ago, they were uh, developing, getting the ride ready for Disney World for the, the, the Toy Story stuff, Pizza Planet, and called me back because my looping coordinator had been so um, diligent and written all who did what voice because you're not cast as that voice. They just say, oh, we just picked these guys to do these random ones. Well, I happened to be that one, so I got to come back, you know, 30 years, 22 years later. 30 years later, 22 wow. years later. Yeah. And do that pizza planet voice again for the ride. Oh, that, that's the Buzz Lightyear ride, I think. Or is it the Buzz Lightyear ride or is it the, cause we were just at Disney world a few years ago. It was uh, Disneyland. Oh, it's Disneyland. Um, and I was definitely going to go and check it out, but then this silly pandemic happened. Yeah. 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 Do you have any wacky yeah. pandemic voice? If the, if the <laughs> pandemic was a cartoon voice, what would he sound like? He or she sound like. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I did this character on, uh, Billy and Mandy called Nurgle Jr. And I think it'd be very similar to Nurgle Jr. <laughs> He's kind of um, pinched and, and evil, but young and, uh, you know, viral. Yeah. Viral, get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you ever, like, order a pizza in your voice, in one of your voices? Like, do you ever have fun and play practical jokes with people? with Because you, you can do such great... Leave answering machine yeah. messages. Um, well, I guess when... I, I never, I'm not really a prankster like that, but I guess when um, some calls call and ask for my mom, I will say, no, she's not home right now. <laughs> oh my God, no that's fantastic. Home. That's fantastic. Sorry. Yeah, I mess with uh, telemarketers. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually that a whole cottage industry. Just for that. That's amazing. You, you've got three, over 300 credits your name on imbd and we and and by the way uh we have you know interviewed quite a few people and my kids and our kids could care less about oh, anybody yeah. we've got yeah. grammy winners and pulitzer prize winners or whatever and when i talked to aaron my 14 year old daughter and i said that we've got the voice of jimmy neutron she knew your name she goes yeah, it, right because I, she said that she remembers the credits in the beginning there's like a big circle with your name in it maybe i don't know but for whatever reason she knew your name so there you go oh gosh. yeah um, did she like um did she ever get any monster high dolls Do you uh, guys have to go through that phase uh monster high dolls i well we we did the i i think so that the monster high those are the kind of the 
kind of the like goth- Barbie doll monsters, right? Like got, kind of goth like or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we did. Um, <laughs> most uh, most girls around between, I guess, ten to seventeen know Draculaura, and she was really popular. And I did Draculaura's voice as well. She's a sixteen hundred year old vampire. <laughs> wow! Does she drive? Does the uh, does, uh, no silly silly? You she flies. She's a bat. You silly silly man. Really, what a stupid question, Dave. Uh, I'm going to ask you an impossible question. What is your favorite part that you have played, or your favorite character, or or or, or, or maybe even a character that you wish people would stop asking you about on stupid shows like ours? You know, I mean, <laughs> like what what is your yeah? What is your Achilles heel, or not Achilles heel, but so the, the the question you're always getting asked about asked about your voices. You know, it varies. It's always for sure Jimmy Neutron. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Jimmy Neutron loves Jimmy Neutron. But then there are some people who um, really remember like one random character. There's there's this one I did with Howie Mandel. He did a cartoon called Bobby's World, and he did his little voice. And then I played his girlfriend Jackie, or his best friend, with these really long pigtails and she was kind of i called her my valium voice (laughs) she was the voice of reason and it was hard to do her because she had no energy and every time i'd try to do her i'd like up the energy and the director would say no no less 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 it was really hard to do less i also really like there's this voice i do on um the show called F is for Family, Bill Burr's uh, Netflix cartoon uh, that's really popular right now. We're we just uh, let out season four. But I do about seven characters on mm-hmm. there. And one of these little characters is a little, I guess he's like six years old and he wears a dapper and a dapper and his name is Kitty. And <laughs> you don't ever know who is his mm-hmm. parents or what he does during the day. But he's a... Uh, He's a funny little guy. <laughs> well, can you come on? Babysit? That is awesome. You, you must be the best babysitter. Did, were, did like your friends ask you to come on, please, just for a couple of hours, come and come and uh, babysit little Billy? Well, little kids do love me, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I told you I sang and mm-hmm. I play guitar, and um, I've always enjoyed harmonies, folk, country. But um, when my son was younger. Um, I moved to preschool music for seven years and I produced three original CD or albums of my preschool music that I actually had songs in the top 10. I had my baby banana song went to number one and I did concerts for preschoolers all over the United States. I think I hit every Barnes and Noble that's out there. (laughs) I played Lincoln Center. I played, I played for a lot of preschoolers and I had so much fun and they, they just love Debbie Derry Berry and they'll come up and they'll smile and say, Mommy, it's very, very, very. I love very, very, very. That's awesome. Uh, let me, I, I just thought of something. Do they give you, like when you, before you do a voice, do they show you what the voice is going to, or the character is going to look like before you do the voice? Do you, do you know what the character is going to look like? Um, Interesting question. I I actually wrote a book called Voiceover 101, How to Succeed as a Voice Actor that's available on Amazon or through my website. And I um, I go through how do do I go about creating characters and I have a lot of tricks. There's five things that I generally do. The picture is awfully important because um, when they send you an audition, 
for a fresh cartoon, for a new cartoon that you do the voice first and then they animate, as opposed to, say, an anime that comes from, uh, it's a dubbing job where it's already come out, like, say, in Japan or something like a, like a Dragon Ball Z or, a, you know, a Speed Racer, those kind of things that you dub after they're here. But for, you know, Western cartoons that are done like this, they send you a picture, mm. they send you a character description, they send you that same picture in different emotions, and then it's your job as a voice actor, um, keyword actor, not just someone who can make funny voices. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your job to come up with that character. And I um, use uh, channeling, which is like maybe you know somebody that it looks like, or maybe you know your your grandma uh, looks like that old lady and maybe it sounds like her <laughs> or maybe so channeling is one thing placement i have um different places in your sinuses you know whether it's up here or it's in your nose or maybe it's in your chest or maybe it comes from down here so placement is another way of creating that character and then you can layer it with accents like say that old lady say she uh, wasn't from new york say uh, say she was from Jersey. Okay, so same placement, different accent, totally different lady. <laughs> and or funny. say that um, speech impediments are another one. Like say you got this little girl, and um, maybe she's from the south. Okay, there she is. But maybe the picture has braces on it. Uh-oh. So you add the braces on top of that. Yet. That is unbelievable. So, that is so, so we have cool. channeling, you have layering, placement, accent, speech impediments. And it takes a lot of study and a lot of practice. Um, so I teach, I coach, and um, that's how I do it. And that, plus, I'm a little weird. No. Have you ever gotten <laughs> into a situation now? I mean, you mentioned your book, Boys Over, Voice Over 101. Have you ever gotten into a situation where you're being directed by somebody who's giving you bad direction and you just you just flop out the line. Excuse me. You may you may be familiar with my book, Voice Over One. I've literally written the book right. on the subject. Yeah. Literally right. written the book on right. the subject. Right. You you twenty six year old right, kid exactly. who doesn't know any of that. Yeah, it's interesting. All my uh, the directors do tend to be younger. If it comes from like an original show, like a, a Nick original show, they might give the directing or they might give the freedom to the creators to say, do what you want. And they'll step in and think, oh, I'll voice direct the thing. Well, I do voice directing also, but I've done it for a long time. So I know how to use the words and communicate. But when non-trained voice directors try to direct me, and I kind of know what they're trying to get at, but they have no way of knowing how to get it out of an actor, which is the job of a good director, right? right? You have to know how to speak to the actor. So sometimes I will just, you know save them from their misery and say, why don't you guys just give me the line read? Tell me how you hear it in your head. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do the line read. And I'm like, okay, I got what you want yeah, yeah. and I'll do it. And then, they're but like- after 20 reads, if they don't have what they want, maybe they don't know what they want or maybe I'm the wrong person for the job, right. but it's, they usually get it. It's always the first take, you know, they have you do it 10 times. It's always the first take. So, uh, I think my favorite voice of yours, um, on the list is the voice of Speedy in the Alka Seltzer commercials, <laughs> right? Which you know we're of a certain age, right, exactly. You're you're like a, a, a we're kindred about the spirit, same, right the same now. age as you are, but that uh, that's like a, that's an icon of uh, of advertising. Well, 
I'm not the first speed. No, that I know. was Dick I'm, Beals, yes. who I did The Adams Family with, the cartoon yeah. in the 90s. But they did recast after he passed, and that's another, you know, voiceover actor thing. We don't we don't walk on our friends' toes. If they're recasting somebody cuz that person's asking for too much money, we don't do the audition. So, right. just to say I would not have auditioned had they not been recasting for someone who wasn't able to do the voice anymore. But yeah, Speedy was a super fun voice and I wish they had you know, prolonged that campaign. The oh, what a relief it is! <laughs> yeah, that was a fun campaign. Let's bring that back, shall we, boys? Yes, um, yes. Well, well I yeah. use a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> with the three teenage daughters, <laughs> I'm using a lot right. of alka seltzer. Um, I'll bet you are. You know, speaking of my kids, and they're, they're the two of them are pretty into video games, and and Rick's no big uh, time sons are. So, you know, tell us some of the, the the video game voices that you did, and how. How is it different doing a voice for a video game versus, you know, like a, a narrative, you know, a story? Is okay. It, well, so. let me go into the differences first. Sure. Um, in video games, um, you n- normally have to do more than one voice because there's generally 300 plus voices in a video right. game. Yeah. And just financially, it makes more sense for an actor to be able to cover more bases. So in the audition process, there's always a number of voices you have to do characters. And there's always like the soldier and then the, the wimp and then the old lady and then the mushroom and then the femme fatale. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you go in to record the session for a cartoon, they generally send you the script and you know what it goes start to finish. You know what your lead in line, the afterline, you know, your context in a video game, it's all NDA. It's all, you sign these non disclosure agreements and they don't show you anything. They have to show you some transparency with the new contract in case it's something that you politically or, um, you know, intrinsically don't believe in, right. you don't want to participate yes. in. Yeah, morally. So that's a better word. Thanks. Sure. So, you can um, use that in the next interview. I really appreciate that. <laughs> word retrieval skills are not my skill, not my strong point. But um, you don't get the whole story when you go into a video game. You get your lines one at a time and the director, you kind of do this dance with him and you're in real tight harmony with your director to let them tell you what just happened and what they need from you. And you have to just trust them because you don't get the script. And it's a lot of start to finish hard work with a lot of efforts and possible throat shredding. Um, mm. Video games are exhausting. Wow. I had no idea. And I pick pick and choose video games. I prefer like a preschool video game, something like I did this one a while ago. Maybe your kids played at the, the Talking Words Factory, mm. uh, Leapfrog. Wow. And uh, those are fun, the little ones. Um, but the big soldier screaming ones, ah, save it for the 25-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. You know, let them scream. I'm with you. So, yeah, have you had That's any? the biggest difference. And oh, wait, the second part of the question, you asked me what video games I had yeah, done. Yeah. So um, I guess rolling backwards, um, Guild Wars 2 is a big one that I do. It's a PC game, uh, uh, personal computer, not g-rated mm-hmm. but it's um uh, i play timey who's a pretty popular character especially amongst uh um disabled people because she can't walk she has to ride this like dinosaur thing she made she's like a female jimmy neutron kind of wow. um so guild wars 2 um i did an odd one a few years ago playing a it's called wolfenstein 2 German. It's kind of a brutal uh, video game, and I played the twelve-year-old boy. I've played a lot of twelve-year-old boys on camera, uh, dressed up, or um, you know, I did Free Willy. 
I was the body stunt double for the whale, the boy, whenever he was on the whale for that film. That was question 10 for us. We were just going (laughs) to... Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, But in Wolfenstein, it was a... um, They call it mocap, where you're actually dressed... um, I mean, your body is, is the character, not just your voice. So that was a fun, not fun one, challenging, I mm. want to say. It's really sad. Um, other video games, they've done so many. Let's what about see, Pong? Um, Are you the voice of Pong? <laughs> That's the uh, last video. No. <laughs> you know. There's one called The Wonderful 101, and I did one of the Pac-Man ones. I'm on FNAF, the Five Nights at Fridays. I played this Chico magical rainbow Um they, they come and go. A lot of the Final Fantasy ones, I play this um, couple, 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 this little thing. Oh. There's so many, I can't remember uh-huh. them all. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. And we'll be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about a Chevy Blazer that sold for a ridiculous amount. Plus, a discussion about alternatives to the latest Porsche 911. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we talk about the Champions League. Yep, we'll be talking about the bubble in Portugal when they're fighting to get to the final four. Lots of games, and we've got a really good one in Barcelona versus Bayern. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Well, let's let's talk about uh, some of the movies that you worked on because... uh, there's one in particular that received multiple Academy Award nominations, and that's the movie Babe, which is one of my favorites. I think just about everybody has that in their home collection mm-hmm. of, of uh, DVDs. What was it like working on that film? Um, well, when you do a film like that, you're usually in by yourself and do your thing, and then you leave. Right. And... Um, I think Barbara Harris was casting the puppies on that. And uh, my agent, I don't know if I auditioned for it or if they just sent me over to record it. And, you know, they show you that's sort of like a dubbing job because the the pictures, the puppies are already there on the screen. Right. And you voice for them. And then they have some software that allows them to go in like that app, My Talking Pet, where they can fix the mouth to match your Mm. voice. But you try and get it generally. So, you know, it may have taken me an hour or two to do that job. Amazing. So, and it was a long time ago, but it got a lot of acclaim and it was a wonderful, wonderful film. I just think it was so great. And then, um, I think Chris Kavanaugh played the first voice of babe and then, you know, rest her soul. We, uh, they recast for the second one. And, um, um, I was, I think I looped on the second one, but I wasn't one of the cast members. Like I actually got a, apart because when you loop or adr on a film you're just additional voices but sometimes uh they'll say oh actually she's going to be that part so i have another movie coming up um next year we've already done it but i can't tell you what it is but that was one of those sessions where you go in everybody in the group auditions or does these extra voices and then they pick one of them and then boom you've been cast but uh you're auditioning against your fellow voice actors right there in the room and they don't know what they're going to use until it's actually all done. So sometimes I never even know until I go in. That's amazing. I I had no idea that it did it that way. Actually, 
the trailer's out so I can tell you. It was oh. um, the next Minions, uh, next Minions movie, oh. I guess. Love the Minions. So. so if you watch the trailer, you will hear me. Okay. Something had, like that. We had Glenn Slater on oh, a month ago, and I don't know if you know who he is, but he writes the lyrics for the Disney movies or a lot of the Disney mm-hmm. movies. And he says he's never been busier you know, during COVID because animation is pretty much the only thing that's still going right now in Hollywood. Is that the experience that you're having? I mean, are you st- still working as hard as you ever have and has COVID? I am real? so, so busy. Everything no. else is shut down. Right, but right. I mean, I had to get uh, two auditions in before we did this interview mm-hmm. and just sitting here with you, I'm looking at my auditions that have come in and I've got one, two, three, four staring at me and it's not 10 o'clock in the morning here in LA yet. Amazing. So it's a lot. And I did four sessions last week. You know, we, us rank and file voice actors like me, we have our booths at home. I have the sound booth, I have my mic, I have my software and I record, I edit, I set up, I send the files. And when it's an actual record, we use source connect or we have Evercast or some ways of bringing the video to my booth. And yeah, we just record at home. So I am busier than I have been. ever been. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great. That's and I feel really bad for the on-camera people because they don't get to do their work right now. So uh, there's a lot of people flooding into VO for the first time. And I, again, feel badly because it sounds like, oh, I'll just do VO, keyword just. Right, do. I know. Well, like anybody can do it. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. And like you said, I think the best uh, description you gave earlier was the acting part of it because right. it's it's you know it's not just a voice it's also the acting part which is 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 very important do you ever get if you're out in public somewhere do you ever get recognized by your voice yeah well <laughs> i think more often like i was at the pet store the other day getting some dog food and i gave them my credit card well this is before pandemic before i i would let people touch my credit card now i don't let them touch uh, it yeah I'm with but you. you know she'd look at it and she goes Oh, she kind of was like, you're, you're Debbie Derryberry. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I think more by my name than my voice yeah, okay. because, um, you know, I can kind of sound any way I want to, but people always will, will, um, comment on what an interesting voice I have or what a nice voice I have. And that makes me feel good. But then I'll, you know, as we get into conversation, they'll want to know what I did and, you know, I'll always say Jimmy Neutron first because that's the one I'm sure right. most people know. Um, but it's nice being a VO artist because it's mostly anonymous, which yeah. makes uh, life so much easier when you're, you know, out at dinner at restaurants, not. Yeah. When you're walking right. around in public, not. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the paparazzi. <laughs> you don't. Well, you know, we really appreciate your time and, um, uh, you know, this is the part of the show that we let you plug away. You know, what oh, do you, what's your, what do you got going? Uh, you could do it in any voice you want. Uh, <laughs> you know, what? Uh, where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter or all these fancy schmancy social media platforms out there? So plug away, Thank Debbie. Thank you. All right. This is my self-indulgent plug. Oh. First of all, I hope I'll go to TikTok and that all your kids watch my TikTok channel before they take it away. Because my son is helping with my videos, and I've got 10 million views and half a million followers. It's so great. Love my TikTok. And it's just at Debbie Derryberry, and it's spelled D E B I D E R R Y B E R R Y. I'll do it again. 
D E B I B E R R Y B E R R Y. That's the same for my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook world page is just Debbie Derryberry. And the things I'm working on right now are the season four of F is for Family on Netflix, Bill Burr's show. He plays my dad. Laura Dern plays my mom. I play seven of the characters, five kids. There's another show on Adult Swim that's out called Tigtone, T-I-G-T-O-N-E. And it's so funny. And I play the co-star, Helpy, who's a purple monster. And um, he can regenerate his appendages. <laughs> so Helpy is super fun on Tigtone. And um, Little Kids, uh, Cheer Bear in the Care Bears 2020 is out right now. Um, you are uh, Glitter Force is on Netflix, The Love Glitter Force. I'm Candy and Maya on that show. So I'm busy. And Jimmy Neutron's still airing. I think it's on Hulu. Um, And then a bunch of other projects that I can't talk about yet. Okay. Uh, One last question. Have you ever tried helium? And does your voice turn into like James Earl Jones or something? Does it have like the reverse effect? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mom was a nurse and she always told me not to do it because you could get a helium bubble and get an embolism and die. So I tried it a few times when I was like teenage crazy. I'll show you. But um, it did make it sound helium-y. But I can do that without the right, helium. Right, right. Who needs yeah, drug free? Yeah, not a problem. I can just go there and sound there easily. <laughs> amazing. Well, yeah, you're uh, you're an amazing talent. You really are, Debbie. <laughs> and we really, I'm not, but thank you. And you're a good kid too. Yes. Uh, th- <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Stay safe out there. Okay. Th- yep. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Rick, move out of the way. Here comes a bear. German nudists. Pubic hair beer. Mm. My brush with a A-list celebrity comedian. And a snippet from our interview with voiceover guru, Debbie Derriere. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. You f***ed up the script. You f***ed up the script. I didn't f*** up my part of the script. You expected that I did my job, and that was your fatal flaw, Sam. Okay, look, it's creating quality content either way, you know. Oh, are we keeping this? Oh, this is all staying in. Are we keeping this? Listen to Ant Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.